Welcome back to the Power of Influence podcast. I'm your host, Nick Mullen, and this is episode seven, I believe, and we have our fourth live formal guest, Jordana Ayer. Ayer. Hey, I screwed it up. Oh, no, I screwed it up. <laughs> it's like the element. I am like not cutting that out. Fire. I am not cutting that out. That's hilarious. Well, you, know, you probably don't... just said what almost everybody else would try to say. So Yeah, I, I, when, when I forgot, I looked at it and I was like, ah, I was looking at you at the same time. I'm not cutting that out. That's hilarious. For those listening, she just told me how to pronounce her last name about 20 seconds ago, which is pretty bad. I don't know. Oh, whatever. <laughs> Jordana Ayer. It looks like Ayer. You cut me some slack. It, it looks does. like Ayer. Jordana Which is Ayer. possible if they want to look me up. I mean, is it not? <laughs> right. Jordana Ayer. E-Y-R-E. Chief Sorceress of Life and Business. I help people. I'm, re- I'm reading off her LinkedIn profile right now. For everyone listening, <laughs> this is what I do. I help people use power to change their lives and change the world. Emoji. I love it. Oh, you're from you're from South, uh, San Diego. Well, no. yeah, we actually live in Mexico right now. Oh, you now. moved. You told me. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Damn. So it's what is it? It's like one p.m. there. Or what? Where where are you in Mexico? Like what? Coast? I'm in Rosarito in northern Baja. So is it like kind of near San Diego? Yeah, we're an hour and a half south of the border. Oh, that's not An too hour far. and a half south of Tijuana. Okay, cool. Yeah. Before I go on a, a huge tangent with this, because I screwed up and I lost my train of thought, um, Jordana, can you introduce yourself um, and, and give kind of your story and what got you into the business you're in and kind of, yeah. kind of what you say is your expertise and what you really bring to your, your own marketplace? For sure. For sure. Thanks, Nick. So... I will start with my story. First of all, so my company is called Modern Day Sorcerer, and it is rarely the concept of the sorcerer within Modern Day Sorcerer is is very frequently not what people perceive automatically. So give a little of my story where I've been that, that led me to this place. And it starts way back, like way back. So... I believe that every single one of us is born with something that we know deep, deep down inside, like that thing that you just know that you know that if only the world could see this or be this or understand this or have this, that the world would be a better place, right? Everybody's got something like that inside, whether you're in touch with it or not. My deep knowing when I was very, very, very little was this feeling, this vast and tremendous feeling of something that was so much bigger than me that moved through me that I knew did not belong to me and yet was so freaking powerful. I knew on a very, very core level what power really was. And I looked out into the world and I saw the way, you know, growing up, I saw the way the injustices that would happen even in school, right? Or the way that uh, my father was very, very well Ivy League educated and I saw the way he kind of walked on people to get to the top. I knew that wasn't power. I knew that all the ways that the world was perceiving power was not power. But every time I tried to speak up about it or to bring justice through 
or to embody and bring through the power that I knew belonged to all of us. I had this sense of, okay, if it flows through me, then you can have it at the same time as me. It doesn't belong to you. It doesn't belong to me. So I can let it flow through me and then we can all have it together. Oh my God. And I was so excited about that. But every time I would try when I was little, power struggles ensued. Constant the, power struggles. What was the feeling you had when you were little? I guess, I guess, can you explain that a little bit more? Like what, like yeah. you talk about this power that you felt like, like, what do you, what do you mean by that when you say that? Yeah. So it was this sense of the motion of the ocean that could move through me. It was that much, like all of this energy, all of this almost force, but it wasn't forceful. It was just this huge whoosh that could rush through me in service. And one of my other favorite ways to recognize it was like a superhero in a way. It was like my own version. Like mm -hmm. I, I lived my whole childhood. Well, as long as they fit me. So for maybe a year or two, I lived in these Wonder Woman underoos that I like would not take off. And that's now most of the people that I work with have, like they recognize that that was them too. Granted, it also can show up as a feeling of powerlessness because a lot of those of us who are meant to flow that motion of the ocean through us, which everybody can, everybody can, they feel like there's something more. They know that there's just something so much more. And it may also have you feeling defeated or like there's not enough or like the world is controlling you and you're trapped in it, right? There's a lot yeah. of different ways that the wounds of power can show up before we find it. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in terms of my story, I mean, I won't obviously go through the whole thing. <laughs> Yeah. I, the, the very short version is it was really once I became an entrepreneur about 14 years ago that everything started to change. And I had previous to that been in a study of humanity. Like what is this human experience and why is it that the most seemingly brilliant people sometimes have it the hardest at life? And that's not fair. What's going on with that? Once I started my first company 14 years ago, I learned the path of transformation that is seeking the power. But I learned like what creation really wanted for all of us and what was possible, what is possible when we come from the inside out mm -hmm. yeah. in our creations, our businesses, and then ultimately sourcing that power. So now flash forward, I, or present day, I teach the systems of power. I teach people how to access starting from within and then ultimately out into their leadership, out into their businesses, out into whatever, you know, finding the purpose that they're meant for and then creating that purpose. I teach you how to access the systems of power inside of you and your particular wisdom and your particular unique access that you have and how to apply that out into whatever it is that you're creating for your life in the world. Mm. So is this like one-on-one -on -one coaching? Is this a, a kind of an info product? What, what, what does this look like in terms of business? So most of what I do is actually in group form is in program form. And the reason for that, yay coaches, we need all the coaches. Coaches are awesome. 
And my role is not to give advice, to tell people what to do. The way that I see it is like, I can coach you and it would be like giving you a basket of fruit, which is great. Thanks for the basket of fruit. Much appreciated. But if, I, if we teach you the systems of power, which is actually better done sovereignly that I'm facilitating the experience, but you're learning it inside of you, mm -hmm. then you actually grow this fruit tree and then orchard of your own. And then I can't, I do do private work for those who are already accessing the systems, already learning them so that then we can power up your orchard, but it's better that you've got the orchard instead of just the basket of fruit first. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. I like, I like the analogy, the basket of fruit. Um, so it's like this, this group, <laughs> so like this group work, is it like an in-person event or is it like, 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 what do you mean when you say in per like on person when you say group work like what does that mean so i'm hesitant to say too much because i'm in a redefining of it as we speak so mm, right now 2020 right baby. now i have a program called inside out business breakthrough 2020 oh yeah so my program inside out business breakthrough will it be called the same thing when you find this podcast or will it not i don't know what I know is that either way, the power of the systems is what's going to, you know, be brought through. Either way, it's the same amazing transformation. Mm. Right now, it looks like us on Zoom conference as a group. I also provide other materials that come with that. Um, and resources. there's also time for question and answer. Yeah, resources as well. Uh, Facebook group as well. That may be shifting in terms of like, like, do I, I, I've been getting guidance to add in-person work, but that's, that won't be tomorrow. That will be soon. Mm -hmm. it, in-person work is interesting. Oh, hello, fire truck. Can you hear that? Ah! Is it that loud? Yeah. yeah. That's loud? Well, but maybe, maybe not. Is, am I loud? Am I that loud? My headphones. Am I that loud? Uh, you're louder than the fire truck. Like loud, loud, loud? Like a good loud. Oh, okay. I yeah. thought you your reaction was like, holy crap, my eardrums are <laughs> popping out of my ears. <laughs> well, I have I have like the epic headphones in. So maybe it's maybe it was like the, maybe it was the pitch or something. I don't know. It might have been, um, yeah. 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 So like yeah. I guess I guess um like if I'm if I'm just meeting Jordana Air, not Ayer. If I'm just meeting you, like, and I'm, and I feel, and I, and I'm, and I kind of fit your client profile, or I, I'm in your market, or you, you see something in me that is like, oh, I need to like help this person. Like, what is the thing that you tell me to do first, in terms of like application? First. Mm. In terms of application. All right. So the first thing, if we're going absolute first things. First, first thing for most people, it's connect to your body. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I'm like a broken record when it comes to body work, like being in the body. Because Do you mean presence? Are you, are you, are you getting at presence in a way? Yes. I'm getting at presence and it's like a yes. And there is, and it, it ultimately comes back to presence. What I'm about to say the yes. And is that there's a connectedness to wisdom, both wisdom that can move through you as well as the wisdom that you hold inside that 
cannot be determined or discerned or brought through as powerfully nor received by the world as powerfully if you're not connected to your body. And one of the big things that I see, a really great example of this, uh, if you've ever heard somebody communicate something that is wise and is true, but you feel like they read it in a book and they don't really know what they're talking about, mm -hmm. or you feel like they're really up in their heads about it. And so even though what they just said is like absolutely true, almost like you don't want to receive it from them or you don't really care when they say it. Mm. That is wisdom that's not embodied. And so wisdom doesn't do us that much good. And it actually doesn't help us uh, serve if we're not embodied in it. Mm. Embodied in the wisdom? How, do, how does one get, how does one embody wisdom per se? So for the, I mean, for the people listening to this or, and or watching, et cetera, et cetera, like that's a, bold statement that is like whoop, like for the yeah. right right over yeah. the head past the ears yeah. or in and out one ear right like yeah because it's so like it's so profound but it's like what does that even mean yeah so all right so let's start with the phrase everything's energy heard that phrase before right mm -hmm. wisdom is energy you know that because people think of wisdom as this like consciousness that's like esoteric and up here. And then we, oh, hang on, let me close my LinkedIn profile. So is that, was that me or you? Oh, anyway. Was Did it, it pop up? It, no, I, it was a, it was a ding. Anyway. Oh, I didn't hear anything. All, all the dings, all the dings. So, so wisdom and consciousness seem like they're out here. And what happens if you just read it in a book or you just learned it, then what happens is the information is not, it stays out there. And so people can't receive it inside of themselves. But the thing is, even though everything's energy, what's really important to us in our humanity and our human experience is the physical world because it's like if I were to say, here, have a business, but you don't get the money that flows through it, you'd be like, wait, this is weird. <laughs> like I require money to support the business and operations and support the service of the business and I require money to survive, right? Or if I were to say, here, let's have some amazing sex, but you don't get to have the body of the person, you can only have sex with the air. Like that doesn't make sense. Right? <laughs> there is a reason why we've got these physical embodiments and everything has, ultimately everything has its physicality. Go birds. Yeah, that. <laughs> For those who are just listening, I just put my Eagles cup up to the camera and totally interrupted Jordan. Jordana, Jordan. Jordana. Uh, it, looked like you had a, it looked like you had an Eagle sponsorship, which maybe you will now. Maybe I do. Maybe, Maybe you do. <laughs> so anyway, so ultimately. Resume. Sorry. Resuming. Resuming. So what good is the wisdom if it doesn't help you bring it into the physical world? If I give you wisdom for your business, but you don't know how to apply it, who cares? Right? And it's the same thing for those who bring through wisdom. If the person giving you wisdom doesn't feel it, has not experienced it and doesn't really get on like a deep human level what it means 
to be that wisdom, to interact with it? What happens when, what about the ifs, ands, and buts around the wisdom? Mm-hmm. You've got to embody it to have mm-hmm. all of that with the wisdom. And then it's like the business coach who's never really run a business. You, that, mm-hmm. What's that going to do you? Mm-hmm. Wisdom has to be embodied. And one of the beginning stages of that is actually just coming home to having a body and connecting with the body that you live in. Because what that will do is it will help you take the stuff that you do know and integrate it in a way that you can speak to it more powerfully. People understand it more and you can use it for the better. It's very profound. It's very profound. One thing that, um, one thing that I've realized and not to insult any college people or anything like that. It's just, this is love. This is all love coming at you. Um, there's a big, 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 even in myself, like it's that it like, it's like, this is real. Like there's a big disconnect. And I think it's just like a lot of young people in general. Um, it's a big disconnect between, I guess I'll just say unconsciousness or just being unconscious period. Um, and going through life in a way that is almost like you're sleeping the whole time. And it almost is I, I for a long period of time when I was, well, I guess up, up till when I was like 18 or 19, which is a two, couple years ago now, I, I didn't realize until I got out of the bubble that I was interacting in a, with the world in a way that was like just reactive mm-hmm. in a way. And it's crazy, like, because it's almost like you try, you, you experience what, you know, people like yourself have experienced in, in, in your life. And then it's, it's like really hard to try to impact some people that you know can be impacted by this concept or the concepts that we're experiencing but they don't even know that something may or may not be wrong because it's unconsciousness right like you it's something that you can't know because you because that this the, the very nature of unconsciousness unconsciousness to begin with and so this is something i've like pushed and pulled at for like a while now and it's it's a, i think it's like a, a real journey because it's very complicated to try to dig yourself out of a hole that a lot of people find themselves in unconsciousness being a part of that i think um and so i want to hear your reaction to the blabber that i just spit out there <laughs> well thank you for bringing it up because what you just spoke to and what you're bringing up is a really important, it's like an important, it's an important element of being young and then also of having consciousness or wisdom. Um, so I'll start out by saying, and this is kind of a side note, but it's important in what I'm about to say. Younger people, okay, so the planet's constantly expanding, right? We're constantly in a state of expansion. Everything is. And by virtue of that, so everything is always growing. And if it's not growing, it's dying. Mm -hmm. And then you can go deep and be like, yeah, but also death is for the point of rebirth. There's also that. But everything 
like your DNA is constantly shifting. The world is constantly growing. There's a reason that we are driven towards innovation. There's a reason that we're driven towards creating things because mm-hmm. we're always expanding. Now, by virtue of that, that also has it as such that younger generations come into life knowing more than their parents because you're actually supposed to support the planet and expansion, things that maybe the planet wasn't ready for a hundred years ago. So there's a reason why, you know, an 18 year old feels like they know more potentially than their parents and why their parents felt like they knew more than their parents. The issue with that is though, or the challenge that that can pose is that when you have a certain level of consciousness, there can be resistance to those who do not. Mm, that's something I've really experienced, like heavily. I'm going to be 100% honest on here. I'm not here to front or anything like that. Like That's something that I've heavily experienced, and I've talked to a lot of people that have the same issue. And it's almost like frustrating sometimes. Yeah. When you're like, can you hear me? You know? Yeah. Can you hear what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's, it's a bit like. It's hard. Uh, it's one of the hardest freaking parts of humanity, if you ask me at least, in my humble opinion. Yeah, it is hard. Because. For sure. It's like you want to express it and you want to experience it and you want other people. You want everyone to, to feel know. it. No. Yes. <laughs> the thing though is, is like. <laughs> And, and I, I feel like you're already speaking to this. I feel like this is even preaching to the choir, but you, like then you try to make them see it and then it just feels icky and it feels gross. Yeah. And, and if you really push look you away. inside of, yes, because if you look inside of it, even though you're seeing their fear and you're like, but they're just afraid if they only knew, if they could only see, they're just afraid. I just want them to not be afraid anymore. But if you really look inside of what's going on in that interaction, dude, you were afraid to. Because mm-hmm. that is protection that you placed around your wisdom. Mm-hmm. That is fear of not being seen it, or perhaps fear of it's, it's it could be a million different kinds of fear. Yeah, if they don't if they don't see that, that I have fear. this if they don't see that I have this virtue, I'm gonna I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's hundred yeah. percent true. It's one hundred percent. And that's true. your BS. That is your yeah, BS, BS, not theirs. Exactly. And so it's it's a constant path. Like anybody that really wants to be a leader, anybody that feels like there's something more, anybody that wants to see the planet transform for the better, it's your responsibility. Yeah. It's all of our responsibility. Being empathetic to, to where look, people are at. Yes. It's and to hard. go to <laughs> our wounding. It's like you can't just love and light everything and be like, but it's all love and light. You can't like it's all love and light, but you're human and you're carrying imprintings of your own wounds, your own darkness, if you will. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dude, if you're not honoring your own darkness, then there's no freaking love and light happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is big. Like, this is like a serious, like, that's real shit. Like, it's a two way street. Like, you can be, you can be all, you know, an amazing person and, you can do all the things for yourself, but if, if, if there's fear involved, like people see, people feel that and people see like, even if you've experienced massive growth in, in a lot of areas, but if you feel as if people, and I'll share an experience with you that 
was big in terms of this. People will feel that like you, you're almost like, I mean, how I describe it, like you're kind of like trying to make people something that they aren't at the moment. And they're like, you're trying to like, I, I'll be straight up. Like this is something I, I don't with my own little sister. Cause she's, she's like four and a half, she's four and a half years younger than me. Right. And some experiences that I've had, I did not have by the time I was 17. And so I feel like it's as a older brother, I'm like, listen, I just want to like, I want to like get rid of this learning curve for you. Like, da, 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 da. and she's like, well, meditation's stupid or it's weird or it's this and it's that. I'm like, well, some things might help you if, you know, you, you haven't tried things yet. And it's almost like, even though it's coming from a good place, it's like too much sometimes. And like, it's crazy. Like after, like every single time I try to push that on her, I'm like right afterwards, like right after the conversation, I'm like drained of my energy. Yeah like drained of my energy like why did that just happen like oh I feel like gross like like this is like something that like I've experienced several times and it's like it's almost like how it's like how does one how does one like like experience like the middle of that Mm -hmm. like be Mm -hmm. be being quote-unquote conscious and being self-aware and being ambitious and, and um, being intelligent, but then also having the energy to, to really vibe with everyone and anyone and our mother and, and our daughter, like everyone and kind of like, yeah. and that's part of my journey that I'm still on myself. So yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's a never ending path too, because I can, I can confidently say that I mostly vibe with everyone. And, when, yeah. and I will use the word mostly because life is expansion and you're always going to get more areas of where you're not what you desire mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. And it's, it's for the sake of whatever purpose you're here to serve, whatever you're here to bring to the planet, you're going to get more like ammunition for your growth, right? Mm-hmm. The, the key though, I believe, and I've found and seen with clients too, is what will bring you to vibing with more and more and more people and feeling really connected and like, like they get you and you get them is taking whatever mirrors you get of like what you don't like in somebody or what you wish they would change or what you see possible for them that they're not. Anytime something doesn't feel great. Anytime time something doesn't feel supportive, go to the thing inside of you that's not supported or that's afraid or that's whatever the emotion or feeling or thoughts that are coming up that aren't aligned. Like if you take complete responsibility for your experience mm. of how you experience others and you learn to do the inner work on you first, mm-hmm. it will transform how they receive you Mm-hmm. sometimes but it's like i hesitate to say this because you cannot do this manipulatively you can't do this on purpose yeah. and right. sometimes they will change just because you changed inside right that's i was just about to say that that's crazy that was that was insane i was just about to say 
every time this happens, I just say to myself, like, afterwards, I'm like, like, the release of that, like, icky feeling is like, well, I should just be setting an example. And then just, right? Like, just set, set set an example, like, be the best version of yourself that you can be, and don't worry about changing other people, because you can't change other people, right? Just like, just like you can only give them the basket of fruit sometimes, right? You you can only, you can only lead them to the water, they got to drink the water, like, and sometimes I feel like the best way to lead someone to the water is just to start walking towards the water. Because then they look and they go, oh, where is he going? Right? Whatever. But like, that's my analogy. But like, that's, so that's like what I always try to say to myself, especially as like, because I I mean, I consider myself a pretty self-aware person, but like, whenever I realize that I've taken an action that isn't in alignment, I'll be like, I'll, I'll be like, oh, well, for example, like, you should just set an example in that situation because it's probably more powerful in the short and long term. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. A lot will shift. I remember the, this quick story I'm feeling called to tell. This was years and years and years ago when I first figured out, holy crap, when you change inside, your outsides change, like the, the, your world changes. I was waitressing in between businesses um, many years ago, and I had this boss who I really liked, and I wanted him to like me, but I started getting this sense that he didn't like me that much. Like the way he would interact with me as an employee, I was waitressing and he was like managing the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I just kept getting this sense that he didn't really like me. And it seemed weird because I was like, but he's, he's so loving. He's so loving to everybody else. Why isn't he loving to me? So I took hold of it and was like, all right, what is in me that is creating this? You know, where am I not loving myself? Where am I, where do I believe I'm unlovable, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I just went into all of that. And the anger that I had at him for not loving me. Like I dissolved all of that and worked with only how I felt about it. Mm. And I did not do it on purpose. I just was like, well, I'm going to have to get over this. Right. Cause I right, still right, work right. side by side. And as I dissolved it and felt more love for him, no matter what he drastically shifted. And then he even mm. admitted to me like a week after I had this transformation, he's like, Hey, I want to tell you that I was not really being that loving towards you. And there was something about you that was triggering me, but I realized that that's BS and, and I really love you. And I just want you to know that. And I think you're amazing. And like, he just drastic transformation from him because I did the work. Yeah. That's crazy. That, that, I mean, that statement alone should like, it's like that kind of like, makes it a no-brainer that everything's like energy like that literally like your thoughts your thoughts create everything like and it's like b- before I realized that I was just like oh it's like everything's just the way it is and you know but like it's crazy that you might want a, a response for like you want you want to you want to be interacted with in a certain way but it's really like inner work and like it's almost like it's almost like voids that you just need to fill in yourself and everything will just fall down that whatever, like into that value that you create because it's gravity and mm-hmm. uh, it's crazy. That's crazy. It's yeah. yeah. a perfect example of that. 
Yeah. And I've seen it happen with a lot of like tangible things in your, in people's businesses, Yeah, you know, relationships, they thought they would never transform money. They thought would never be able to amplify, you know, things that people were starting to think were impossible in their physical world. When you go inside and find what's in you creating that drastic transformation. Mm. That's crazy. In terms of like inner work that you do, because I know that a lot of this has to do with like inner work, right? Um, like what are some things that you do? And because I, I do some stuff in my like daily routine, quote unquote, but I'm curious as someone that like kind of uses this in their business, like, like what are some things that you do personally? I'll give a couple of sides to it because the, the thing that I most want to speak to that's the most important element of my inner work is something that you have to learn how to do. And so I don't want to leave people like, but what about, what can I do now? So I'll speak to the thing that I believe is most powerful that you do have to learn how to do. And then I will speak to other things that I do that mm. anybody could start today. So the thing that I believe is, well, it's just my experience of like, holy crap, nothing is ever the same once I apply this for the better is mm -hmm. alchemy, alchemy. So I, and the work that I teach people, when you learn how to access the systems of power, you got to find it inside of you first. And then what happens is you discover that you are an alchemist. Can you define what alchemy is? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just, <laughs> like, but, seven, several times on this call, like, that I've been like, I've been like, I have to say this, and then you say Definition, it. Definition, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. You defined for the audience what alchemy means. <laughs> so, alchemy, all right. I'm not going to speak to it historically. I'll just speak because a lot of the history of what people think is actually not really what it was. Alchemy is simply an ability to transform one form of matter into another. A lot of people who have heard of alchemy, okay, I will speak to history. People used to think it was transforming lead or metal into gold. And then what people will tell you is, well, there's spiritual alchemy and there's physical alchemy. I call shit because what I have found is it has to start from inside of you, the capacity to transform, unless you're a chemist, then you can work with stuff in a lab and that's its own version of alchemy, sure. But the alchemy that we have the capacity for to transform a relationship or to transform something that's not working in your business or to transform, you know, the lack of adventure and freedom that you have into event, like whatever you want to transform, it has to start from inside of you. And then spiritual alchemy and physical alchemy, it all, it all blends. And what it is, is that you've got the power to take whatever doesn't feel good, whatever doesn't feel aligned mm. and transform it inside of you to then have your outside. But you, again, you can't do it manipulatively. You can only do it because you're like, holy shit, I have to take responsibility. That practice. And once you learn it, so I teach the various systems of it to people. Once you learn it, it becomes easy breezy. Like I, I literally, I joke that I can alchemize by pouring a glass of water. Like I literally can be like, wow, something wants to shift. And I just feel the energy shift. It's not always that easy, <laughs> but that is, that is my favorite, like my easiest, well, not easiest. It's my favorite way to do the inner work and to transform things in terms of what else 
And, and I will say though, I have found that alchemy makes anything more transformative once you know how to alchemize. It's so meditation, worth taking the time. Is meditation so, involved at a, to some extent? It can be. There's a lot of different ways to practice alchemy once you are attuned to it. Because what happens is it's like a tuning fork inside of your body and your mind and your systems. Mm -hmm. So that once you're attuned to your alchemist nature, then you can take a thought and be like zing, transform, or you can sit down to meditate. And Mm -hmm. maybe you have this awareness when you're meditating and that can happen just by meditating. But then the awareness can like you feel an energetic shift, like you feel your DNA shifting. So I love yoga, for example, because I practice alchemy. Yoga is the best, right? And I couldn't live without it. You took a class? And also I took a class for Tai Chi as well. Ooh, how is that? Tai Chi plus, so I had yoga Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 a.m. First class. And then I had Tai Chi, 2 p.m. Tuesday, Thursdays. So like, it was pretty chill. Like I was, it was a good way to handle a lot of the things that I was doing, like balancing school crap and then like other things that I was doing, obviously. And so a lot of this is like resonating because of the, I mean, I've I've done meditation before those classes and everything and and this kind of inner work and stuff, but the Tai Chi is like connecting me with whatever you're putting, putting to the curb right now put into the pavement right now so it's yeah. good stuff tai chi is yeah. shit tai chi is amazing it is it's the shit all of yeah anything like for me it's like inner work a lot of it's done in the body so just even go out for a run or whatever anything where you connect mm-hmm. to your body but the energetics like tai chi oh so much in yeah. it right so much i freaking loved it just the um it's weird. Like I had a, I had like a very natural, like learning curve to it. Like I, like I was just able to do it. And it's like, I think some of that has to do with someone's ability to like have hand eye coordination and stuff like that and be able to like flow with their like body and their like physiology and stuff. But like, I was just like, so like capable of like picking up on the, on the, the physical principle of, doing less, like instead of pulling the arm in, dropping the elbow, right? So for those listening slash watching, a big thing in Tai Chi is doing, like trying to do, like not trying to do less, doing less to achieve more, meaning like you don't have to do as much of the forceful things to achieve a result, right? When you just let things flow with energy. So one of the things is like, one example is when you do a movement in Tai Chi, it's instead of pulling your arm in, for example, you just let gravity drop your elbow. So your hand naturally comes in because you're letting nature, you're letting the universe do it for you. Gravity is there for a reason, right? You feel, you feel me. I, I, I can see the react. You feel me. But like, yeah. it's like mind blowing. And I haven't even fully internalized this stuff yet in my personal opinion, because I'm just, you know, or I don't think you ever can. I don't think you ever can, but like, I'm, like it, like when I really internalized that, I was like, holy shit. Like if you let go of certain things, a lot of things will fall into place for you in your life, which is like hard for someone to understand who hasn't, who hasn't like realized it. But like for some, from coming from a perspective of like, I let it hit me in the chest. 
I was like, holy shit, like this can apply to everything. It's going to apply to communication in a conversation like this, right? And one thing I will say this, like this podcast is like a release for me. Like it's like someone going in like playing sports, right? Like I can just sit here and have a conversation. Like I don't care where this conversation goes. It's just fun. We get content out of it, but whatever, who cares, right? We're letting it flow. We're letting it be whatever. We didn't even plan anything for this conversation on purpose, right? And this, this, this applies perfectly. This is perfect to the Tai Chi thing. Like, the fact that we didn't plan anything is the reason it's going so well because we're letting our natures just bounce off each other. Right. Which is like the best feeling ever. It's just flow state. Yeah. 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 For the longest time inside of my business and the service elements of it, the way that I facilitate, I actually would not be allowed to use plans and it was so good. Like I would try to plan things. I would be like holding a workshop or mm-hmm. facilitating, you know, a session. And I would, I remember one day I was going to do a full day online workshop. So it was all online for the whole day. And you know, you want that. It's like, there's a lot of expectations, right? If people, if you're going to be sitting engaged in front of your computer for an entire day, it better freaking be good. Right. And so of course I came in, I had a plan. I had this amazing plan and the plan felt good to create. Mm. And then I went out for a run early that morning before we started the workshop and I received guidance, let go of your plans. And I was like, what? But the plans are good and it's a whole day and how do I keep them engaged? <laughs> and it was like, let go. So I get home and I was like, all right, I hear you, but also can I just pull up the plans and just have them just in case? So I try to look for them in my Google Drive. Gone. Nowhere to be found. And I was fairly organized. They just literally, my plans disappeared from my Google Drive. Because the guidance guidance that day was that strong, no plans. So I was like, all right, I hear you. I hear you. So I was, so I just gave in. I, you know, I let go. I showed up without plans and it was one of the most powerful workshops Mm. and everybody was so engaged whole day. Three years ago, I would have literally been sitting here thinking like, you're a bullshitter. (laughs) <laughs> like I'm I'm serious like literally like I and I'm sure someone who heard that right now is probably or not right now whenever they're listening is probably like who the I was listening up to this point I'm turning this off but like it sounds like it sounds you sound like like when you say that it sounds like crazy it sounds like you're trying to be like one of those conspiracy theorist people right <laughs> which is like understandable to some people I guess but like that's real shit like things happen because we put our attention in certain air and towards certain things like you could probably you can probably explain this better than me but like when i like oh god this is crazy like i like when i put my energy and my focus on one thing it's like everything that happens is like in alignment with what my it's like mind-blowing and then going back to the other thing we were talking about before, like the energy you feel in this moment, like when we're talking about something crazy as shit like this, like it makes you feel like I want everyone to know this. 
I want everyone to experience the the realization that I'm experiencing. Like it's like, and I think that that is like crazy. But I think that everyone needs to figure that out when they need to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's something that yeah. I guess you know is uncontrollable. Right. Yeah, very much. And is absolutely a hundred percent. And my sense and what I've found is that because each of us has a unique deep knowing that we're born with, we don't also get to know what may be true about what somebody else is holding or we do, we can, you can know by like, if you really open to like, what is true about this experience, the people that appear to be in the most resistance, sometimes, you know, sometimes they are, but again, your reaction to that is your resistance, no matter Mm. what. Mm. If you're reacting instead of just opening to their resistance, dude, that's your resistance. And siren. Even if sirens. We accept the siren. Yeah, we I totally. can't do anything about the siren. I can't do anything. No, it's Resume. somebody going to help somebody. <laughs> right? It's all energy. You feel me? <laughs> the vibration of sound. So yeah, so it's like again, your your resistance of somebody else's resistance is your resistance, and then then then. No matter whether somebody is really deeply, truly in resistance also, even then, there's probably something that's true about what they're holding within it. So it's like where you see somebody that you're like, but they just look so afraid. I just wish that they knew what I knew. Yeah, maybe. And they're, they have their own place that they're coming from for the purpose that they're meant to serve for what they require mm-hmm. to experience in this life. Mm-hmm. And there's often going to be something that they know is true that you don't yet, yet right. know. Yeah, for sure. That's a hundred. That's a hundred. That's a hundred. That's a good, that's a, that's really important to understand. Like one of the things that like I, that I've internalized and at several at several points in time for a short period of times, I'll be honest, is like the best that the best place that I think we can come from is coming from a place of like, okay, at this moment in time, at this very at this very moment, everyone's doing the best that they can at this very moment. Which is a total paradigm shift from everything else I just said but like if you internalize that I guess that's like it's the truth I mean even people that like even like let's be quite honest like this is this is going to sound like shitty but everyone that's doing shitty things in the world at this very moment that's the best that they could do because who 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 why would one want to do anything that's not good for them they wouldn't it's not it makes no sense yeah it's because of a thing that has maybe has happened to them that at that very moment, that is the best that they can do. Yeah. That's great. I just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. it. That's it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. And, and people who are causing harm, usually the harm they're causing comes from something that they're holding strong to that like, 
I mean, there's a lot of factors and dynamics that can be involved of like why they're causing harm with it. Mm -hmm. But not only are they doing the best they can do, but ironically, or maybe not ironically, just very interestingly enough, even people who are causing harm have something that they know that's true. And maybe sometimes people are driven to harm because the thing that they know that, that it is true, they don't know any other way to protect because their mind thinks they need to protect the truth. Truth does not need to be protected, but that's, again, we're just all doing the best we can. And we've got these like animal mm -hmm. instincts that protect things, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of people who are causing harm unconsciously are trying to protect the truth and it drives them to cause harm. So it's, it's basically never on purpose that somebody would harm somebody. Yeah. That's like a, and that's, it's crazy to, cause it's a totally different, it's a totally different paradigm to think of it that way. Cause you could think of some like really horrible shit that people have done. And it's when you think of those moments, right. When you think of those moments when people have done like horrible shit and like, there's certain ones that you pop up in your head while I'm saying this, like yeah. I just thought of one and yeah. I think everyone else thought the same thing. Mm -hmm. Right. We don't need to put a name to it, but like that person was doing the best they could do at that very moment because of the whole, because their whole life was based around their whole life at that moment was based around things that has happened to them and things that they believe. If you, if you really believe at this very moment in time that you should go and give food to homeless people, if you think that's the best thing you can do for the world at this moment in time, that's what you're going to do. But if, if you be really believe that the best thing for you and the best thing for the world is to do certain things, even if that has a lot of negative repercussions for most people, then that's what you're going to have to do. Yep. And until, yep. the, until the problem of the underlying circumstances are fixed, we can't really judge that person specifically. It's like, yeah. it's like, well, they're a piece of shit. Cause they like, well, like who has caused things to happen in their life? Right. Like I feel this in my body right now. Like, this is crazy. Like, like, and I don't even, I like I, on a normal basis, I don't even think this way because it's so, it, you have to go deep to even like internalize that this is a possibility. And it's like, it's not that specific person person's how do I say this without um it's not that 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 individual that is a horrible being like I, I can't even say that they are it's just like not true it's not true yeah. some of the most horrible horrible quote-unquote people in the history of the world have been just like us with problems yep and it's like yep the fact that we automatically think that, oh, they're just like, they're just devil. It's just, it's just, they're like the devil. I think that's just like, that. that's probably just us being fearful. 100%. It's like, 100%. I don't know how to like say that in a way that like, even like makes actual sense. It just like, if you look at, 
if you look at the situation, it's like the truth. Like there's no way, way around it. You know, it's like you and I both have done things that you could say are We're bad. Perfect. Yeah. Right. In that moment, yeah. I was just, I was being the, I was doing the best I could. Mm-hmm. There's no way in, in, there's no way I would ever do something that I don't think in that moment is bad for me in that moment. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah. And it's tricky. There's, there's a double-edged sword in what I'm about to say that a lot of the crap that we do or have done, it's like you require it sometimes to be your teacher. You need to do that thing and be like, whoa, that didn't feel good. Now that doesn't mean don't take responsibility. It doesn't mean Mm. don't, you know, show up for the harm that you've caused. Like if you've caused harm though, yes, you can, like everything is your responsibility to process. And like, Mm -hmm. if I have an emotion, if I react to you, that's my reaction. But then also if I hurt you, if I've done something to harm you, it's my responsibility to show up for that. Yeah. In the next moment, in the next moment, when you have the ability to still act in this, which you will do. Mm-hmm. However, you actually act on that, whether it's by closing off or by saying, Hey, like, I fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. But then knowing that if somebody has caused harm to you and they haven't been able to show up and help clean up the mess, release especially it. if it was something that re- yeah, release it because that they really were doing and Eventually, they're going to get whatever messages they need. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whether they're 80 or 40. And that's where we, that's, I mean, this is all coming full circle. Like literally that's where holding grudges does not make any sense at all. Completely. I mean, we can't, there's not not even an argument. When we look at like actual logic and like what's good for you, it doesn't make any sense at all. Yes. Like at all. Like you can't even make an, a single argument for why holding a grudge makes mm-hmm. sense. You're just feeding no, something that, that, that you're addicted to. Oh, yep. God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Holding a grudge only ever makes things worse, right? It only, it feeds mm-hmm. the energy. Like you said, it creates more of that energy instead of clearing away whatever happened. And here's the thing, like, and going back to what we just said before, like a minute ago, like, those people who are addicted to grudges are not going to realize that until they realize that. Even if I tell them, Hey, you're wasting your energy. They're going to say, well, they, they fucking did this to me. And And I'll say it again. You're wasting your energy. And And they'll do it again. And then when I realize I need to shut up and let them figure it out, and just show them that I don't hold grudges, that maybe in a year, maybe they're like, yo, dude, like, I haven't like, I don't really like feel like mad at anyone anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, it's like, this is, I think all of these things that we're talking about come, they're like all interconnected, like a big web, so to speak, AKA the universe, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever you want to call everything, that. Everything and anything. Yeah. That's, why they, that's why it's so hard to like bring someone into this conversation that already isn't in the conversation. Because it's such a complex thing to like fathom. Would you, would you, would you say? 
I would agree. I would agree. And what's like super supportive to recognize is that everyone is in the conversation just not everybody knows it and not everybody speaks mm. to it in the same way. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that you in that moment are going to have a way to bring them into your version of the conversation because you may not be aware of what conversation they are in mm. or right. like how they perceive this conversation. Right. Gotcha. Like even the concept, if we look at the concept, everything is energy. It's like, at this point, most people recognize that. There are, I still occasionally will say that and somebody, I will, I will ask people now, have mm-hmm. you, is that, have you heard that? Occasionally people will say, no, I haven't. But then if you talk to the person, if you, if you, if you work through, again, whatever triggers you about being afraid they're not going to understand you or whatever triggers you about what you perceive as resistance to them being in the conversation, Mm. By working through that, you'll be able to connect to them and where they're at in the conversation. And ultimately, Mm. what I have found is everyone is in the conversation just in different ways from their background, Mm. their experience, their upbringing, their deep knowing, their own version of existential angst, all of that. They're in their own version of it. Mm. We're getting deep here. Um, That's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. That's, um, yeah, it's like, it's crazy. Like a lot of times I, I talk about with people that, um, when we, when I get into conversations about this, I talk about like, or I bring up the topic of like equilibrium or like your new norm once you've reached a point in your life. And I guess this can transfer over to like achievements and like business stuff or whatever. But like in general, like it's like I've been for me, for me personally, like I've experienced like points in my life where I was, I felt as if I needed to come out of a hole, which I did because of certain things that I was experiencing. But even it's like you, <laughs> you grow to, you grow out of something like you, you grow, right? Like you, you grow on a daily basis. If you take responsibility, right? you're growing and then you realize that everything around you has now conformed to your new reality. Like if like, have you, do you, you know who Joe Rogan is? Yeah. Love Joe yeah. Rogan. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. Like Dan yeah. Bilzerian was on his, on his podcast. You might've heard that episode. Very interesting episode. Like it's like, cause a lot of people know who Dan Bilzerian is. Do you know who that is? No, <laughs> I'm okay, about to ask. Guy, I'm like, I'm not, I'm nodding and I'm like, in a second. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> he's like this, he's like this huge Instagram guy who has like 30 million followers or whatever. I don't know. And he's just super rich. And he basically like just goes on a bunch of like vacations with his friends and like, like 30 girls and stuff and like doesn't pay them. To, like, like they just, like he just has this like crazy life that everyone wants to have and everyone hates him for it. Mm-hmm. everyone hates him for it and like hey respect to him for like having a dope ass life like he's mm-hmm. like he, i mean anyone in theory could do that right mm-hmm. anyone in theory could do that right and so one of the things that they talked about on that podcast was something that i just brought up which is kind of like joe rogan basically asked him like do you like are you happier now 
or whatever. Like he said something along those lines, and he was like, he was like, yes and no, right? Like super rich, like mega money, right? Like hundreds of millions of dollars, and has all these girls around. And you'd think from this, like from from a current state, you'd think like, oh, he must be. It must be awesome having twenty girls on a boat with him, and they all wanna they all wanna hook up with him, and da 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 da. da. But it it's like it's like um <laughs> it's like it's like anything. Like he he Joe Rogan asked him like, do you like enjoy like like banging these chicks and stuff? And he was like he was like it's just kind of like normal to me now. And he was like, is the money, like, he's like, the money is just like, it's normal to me now. Like, when I make money, it's just like, okay, like, I already have, you know what I'm saying? And it's such a crazy, like, conversation when we talk about how those who aren't in that current situation are fantasizing what it would be like to be in that situation, not understanding that when you're in that situation, you probably feel the exact same as you do at this very moment which is a mind fuck it's amazing it's like oh god it makes like even myself like it's made me question some of the things i do it's made me question certain things that i've done in the past it makes me it really like weaves out the bullshit It, it weaves out all the bullshit. Like if you can internalize that, like, like even just saying that now I'm like, Oh, wow. That matters. That doesn't matter. This matter. Like, mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. understanding, like nothing's going to internally change. It's mind blowing when like, Oh my gosh, it's mind blowing coming out of a state of, I want that. 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 Like to be like, Oh, once I have that, I'm going to feel just like I do right now. I'll always feel uh-huh. just as I do right now. Nothing will make me feel other than the way I feel right now unless I get things that are inside of me that – I don't know how to explain this, but, like, you could probably explain this better than me. Right? Like, the only thing that will actually make me change the way I feel is internal, like, Nothing outside of me will ever, 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 I don't care who you are, I don't care what you do, nothing. Like, you'll get a, you'll get a high, if you, like, one of my, one of the cars I want, I want, I want to, I want to own a McLaren. They can know on the papers to everyone listening, I want to own a McLaren. However. <laughs> in case you're wondering, in case you want to buy me a car. <laughs> yeah, if anyone wants to buy me a $300,000 car, like, hit me up. Like, <laughs> right, but like, the thing is, like, but like, and you'll 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 understand this. Like, if how do I explain this? Oh, oh, like I am aware that that's not gonna make me happy. Yet I can still want it if I want, which is a very different way of looking at the McLaren. The McLaren's not gonna make me happy. Only I can make me happy. But it's still okay to want a McLaren. It's still okay to want to be fit, even though just being fit is not going to make you happy. Because once you're, I I mean, this is my personal belief, like, I think once you're internally happy, those tools can be a little icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Like I've I, I've met like some homeless people that are like really freaking happy because yeah. they don't have a shit to worry about. They, all they need to worry about is yeah. oh I feel the wind, or I you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like it's just like those things aren't gonna do shit. Yeah. And it's crazy because every day I wake up and I forget that. Every single day Part I wake up and I, and I forget that shit. Everything I just went on a rant about, I forget it every single day. And it takes conversations like this to really bring me into it. And so like, ugh, I don't even know what to, talk, what to say now. Mm. So good though. So good. I, <laughs> so I, it's been a blessing that I get to work with people of all different walks of life who, you know, the haves and the have nots, the 1% and the exact opposite. And that feeling like there's something more, there's got to be something more. That is the human freaking experience. Mm -hmm. I have seen billionaires who have it worse, you know, Know, who feel even more of that emptiness, like there's got to be mm-hmm. something more, then it, it, it's not about how much you have, like you're saying, right? What I've even found is that those who have the physical more, the money, the freedom that comes from the money, like freedom is found within. It really is. Mm-hmm. You can only be free if you feel free within. And those that have that ultimate freedom of the money, even those that have even found it within and have it in their money, there can still be this fear though of like, but what if by finding that something more, I lose this? What if I lose this thing in my life? Or what if I, like, there's a lot of the way people hold tight to the the physical things that they have Mm -hmm. that actually causes them to feel more empty inside. Mm-hmm. Our, our fears and our instinctual fears are really, I don't know where I'm going with this because I'm even just musing on this right now as I'm speaking to it. I guess it's all to say that just coming back to something more as a human experience, your version of it is no better or worse than somebody else's. Mm-hmm. So the fact that somebody else gets to have all the money and experience, oh, but there's something more and you don't maybe have that yet your version of it is perfect for you and what you require. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying, Nick, finding it within you, that's where the fulfillment is. And then if you don't have the money and the things yet, you can find them more easily when you find it in you. Mm -hmm. And if you do have the money and the things, trust in the feeling inside because that can be scary, scarier for people who have the thing but trust in it because it's, it's until you find it inside, until you do the work to get that something more in, not even get to come home to it in you. There's this whole other experience and my clients speak to this, that like, they'll be like, yeah, I came into this program, like the bar was set and I knew where my bar was and then everything changed for the better and holy crap, like the bar is like, it's a whole different bar. Mm. Because something like achieving this, there's not like this end all be all achievement of something more, right? It's a never ending. You're going to always come home to more and more. But once you have accessed an experience of something more, like the experience inside of you of what more is possible, 
that will carry you into whatever the more is that you could ever mm. desire. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this has been, this has been an experience. I feel like I've, to be quite honest, I feel like I've been coached by you a little bit today. You got sorceress. <laughs> I've become a part of the sorceress squad. What do you give a little? <laughs> it's, I mean, everybody, it's just, everybody has that inside of them, you know? And again, it's like, it's back to the, like, what about people who, what, how did you put it? Like, well, but if they're not in the experience or if they're not in the conversation, like, mm. dude, everybody's in the conversation. Mm. And that's the power of a sorcerer. Well, one of, one of. Everybody's got their unique way that like being the embodiment of a sorcerer can show up. And I don't require that anybody who works with me gives a crap about the concept. Like some people don't resonate with the word, but still want to do the work. Right. And like, again, you've you got a unique wisdom that's going to communicate and carry and convey your true essence and power. And one of the cool things that a sorcerer can do and all of us can ultimately is like, where each of us is in the conversation, like you can connect to where you're in it and where you're in it and where you're in it so that we can come into the conversation together. Cause mm. all this separation mentality, it's really just a bunch of people who want to be in the conversation, but are taking totally different angles and approaches. And it's creating, it's creating polarity, which, you know, Hey, that's one of the facts of life is polarity, but it's also like, instead of polarizing, we can come together and like, if you can see where somebody's in the conversation and there's, we can all bring it together. Mm. Yeah. Huh. Do you have a, do you have like a, uh, do you have like a, uh, a name for your, for your uh, people that are, the, are your uh, kind of like your tribe? Or? If you come up with one, will you please let me know? <laughs> because I mean, I've you're the been, I mean, you're the chief. Yeah, the, I, yeah uh, I, I, I call myself chief sorceress, but it's like, and that's really just more for the company that I'm the chief sorceress, right? <laughs> like, even like of the groups that I facilitate, yeah, I'm the chief sorceress. And then also I'm in the recognition that my clients have their own deep knowing. And so some of my clients come in like, whoa, like fully tapped. I work with people who have not done any self-development work and people who are crazy tapped in and have been doing self-development work for eons. Mm. And so the deep knowing that some of my clients bring in too, it's like, I'm not in charge. I am like, I'm the facilitator, but. You should call yourself, you should call yourself the CSO. That could work. CSO. That could work. The yeah. chief sorceress of uh, of um, what does it see? Uh, oh yeah, chief sorceress officer. <laughs> officer, yeah. Uh, but like, like your like, like your yeah. website, like a little blurb about like you know instead of like CEO or founder, be like CSO. They're like, what the hell is that? Mean? CSO. And, like a little. Like, I've heard that. Little, yeah. But that's not. Yeah, I'm looking, but that's all to say, I'm looking for a hashtag. If you or anybody has hashtag, like I, 
I've been looking for a hashtag, especially for Instagram, where people can identify like, yeah, this is this, you know, this is me. This is, and I don't want to, I don't know about the word tribe. That word carries a lot of interesting elements, Mm. but like community or whatever you want to call it, that people can identify themselves as that. I I don't have a word yet or a hashtag. I would just be careful with a hashtag because you can never own a hashtag. True. You can own a Facebook page. Do you have a Facebook page? Or I mean, not Facebook page, a Facebook group? Uh, we are in the redefinition. That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you find us on Facebook is like forward slash modern day sorcerer, probably by the time people see this, we, mm-hmm. we're in the redefinition. So right now there is a couple of different Facebook groups and we're going to put those to bed and form just one. Mm-hmm. So that's coming soon. Rebranding. Rebranding, maybe. Yeah. Re- yeah. 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 Cause you can, I mean, back to the hashtag thing, like we can't, we can't really own a hashtag because anyone can really twist it at some point in time to just be theirs in a way or like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean by that? Like, so yeah. when I say, when I say you can't own a hashtag, it's because anyone can leverage that hashtag for whatever result that they want. Whereas you, I mean, if you start a Facebook gr- uh, group, you're the admin of the group, yep. right? Yeah. And so hashtags are cool. I don't know. Eh, I have a mixed relationship with hashtags. They're cool. <laughs> they're like a, they're like a, I, uh, I hear you. they're like a, having a pet fish. That it dies quickly? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too, that too, that too, like a goldfish. No, it's just like, I mean, like, I feel like, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but like, <laughs> the just the premise of like how it's like a pet but it's like but like if it's a goldfish especially like it's just like uh, a little like you can't dollar. take it's it for just, a walk the way you can your dog yeah, it's not, not it's gonna not, cuddle not, with you yeah, yeah 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 like like you could cuddle with your facebook group like your, your facebook group holds that's a lot true. of weight you know that's true whatever i don't know where i was going with that but this has been fun um definitely some things to think about for everyone it's been fun for me too thanks for having yeah, me this is good stuff and um this is uh, for some reason every single episode that we've conducted so far has in some way or another come from a specific topic and like will down to like where this conversation went which is like kind of like the conversation of like what is life or whatever that means <laughs> right and like and it's, I think like, and the whole, pr- the whole premise of this podcast is to get value from people like yourself, like who have something to give to the world, the power of influence. Okay. Like, and I think it's a very common thing between all of us who try to be leaders and well, I mean, not try to be who act as, as leaders and set an example for people and try to help other people. Like, I feel like it's very common that this, everything just comes down to that conversation that we just had. And it's like, I don't know why, but like even coming from health and diet perspective, even coming from um, uh, a sleep and performance perspective, even coming from your perspective, even coming from a perspective of the first, the first um, official guest on how to use lucid dreaming. Like they all ended, they all like, came to this conversation that we just had and it's like 
I'm trying to put my finger on like why, but I think it's just is a is a um, is a nature of uh, of the type of people that 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 are on the podcast, you know. Um, so props to you, props to everyone, um, and uh, yeah, this has been fun. I'm not gonna keep blabbing on and on, but if you have some plugs, you gotta you gotta plug yourself like official, like right now, like heavy. Yeah. Um, well, it's. Yeah, it's so the, LinkedIn. I'm 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 very active on LinkedIn, so you can come find me there. Uh, mm. It's actually my name, so forward slash Jordana Air is where you would find me on LinkedIn. E Y R E, J O R D A N N A, E Y R E, and then Facebook forward slash Modern Day. Why am I saying forward slash? Everybody knows it's just a slash. Modern Day Sorcerer. Uh, my Instagram Modern handle Sorcerer. is yes, and Sorcerer is S O R C E R E R. Uh, so yeah, you can Google how it's spelled if you need mm. to, uh, modern day sorcerer. The website is modern day sorcerer. The Instagram handle is modern day sorcerer. If you come to the website, there's lots of free stuff as of today. Cause this could change. Like if somebody finds us a year from now, it's going to be different. As of today, there is a free workbook and a free web class on the website and they go together. So you can do either or, so it's like lots of free goodies. Uh, but if you come to our website, there's always going to be free goodies. Just you know what's crazy? And what's crazy? What you just said is the reason why branding is so powerful. Because in a year, oh, no one knows what your website's going to be, the URL. No one knows where your blah, blah, blah is going to be. No one knows what your, the name of your whatever's going to be. But everything comes back to Jordana air i almost said air again god damn i almost said it again <laughs> but she, like that holds modern weight. day sorcerer the business that modern well. day sorcerer. and then you're right i'm never gonna change mm. well i could change my name i suppose but i don't see that happening <laughs> right but this the, the the point is like the branding right yep if your linkedin goes to crap and linkedin shuts down tomorrow will i go to instagram or TikTok, or Facebook, or Twitter, and go type in Jordana Air. That's the ultimate question. I had a blog that went viral a number of years ago under mm. a before I rebranded my previous brand, which was called You Are Whole. And I still have people who track me down, and even clients who come in from that viral blog. Even though the website's wrong and the brand name is wrong, they still, it's like if they're interested, they will find. They'll I find even you. occasionally, that blog has been stolen over and over and over. I mean, I just kind of gave up. It's That's okay. probably lit for you. Yeah, yeah. So like a lot like, of people took it. And in a way, it's like, I really only honor that because I'm just like, hey, that plus nothing belongs to me. They're you know, doing the best they can. Totally. <laughs> They're doing the best and they can. a lot of the people, a lot of the people that stole it didn't know they were stealing it. Mm. They just found it from such and such other website who didn't use my name and they didn't know that they, it just kind of got passed down. Mm. Where I'm going with that is even then people have somehow, some of them have somehow been able to track it back to me. Good shit. Good shit. Yeah. Good shit. This has been Jordana Air. I said it right. Um, officially now the CSO. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we're going to end it here because this is, we're going on lots of tangents, which is cool. But 
this has been amazing. Thank you for coming on. And uh, thank you. The people that are listening, you know, do your best. <laughs>